What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is what? We are May 14th? Monday, May 14th, 2018. You guys listening to episode 356. And what an episode I had. Yeah, I've been doing this about eight years. Um, this guy, what can I say? I wanted this guy on the show. Um, I will tell you this, though. You did a podcast with Bill Burr. By the way, uh, Jerry Ferrara is here everybody on the Verzi Effect. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, no, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. And I can't wait to recap the previous last like hour. Yeah, I show it first time ever late really to anything. And since I'm a grown adult, That's fucking hilarious. And, Isn't it uh, funny how you panic? I panic. I, I melt s- down. <laughs> I used to like, I was always late to school. I never yeah. worried. Lateness never bothered me. Something happened around like 27 years old where it's like, yeah. Oh my god, I got there at 304. I wonder if they're gonna be mad and you're supposed to be there at three. No, so, you panic. And, and, panic. That's, and when you were like, you were so cool about it. And I was like, dude, I, I know like when you're trying to get to a set or you're, something's going on and you know what it is? There's too many fucking people. You ever just, you want to snap, right? You I, ever- I, I have not controlled that emotion. Like I don't have road rage much yeah. anymore, but it's more like, like I, I haven't resigned to just giving <laughs> up and being like, okay, no, it is what it is. Like I hate with like, it is what it is. No, it's yeah. not what it, this is what it is. And I don't like what it is. Right. Right. You try to, yeah, I, I had uh, my my stepdad would always be like, oh, minutes a minute. But he was one of those too much. <laughs> you know, it's like, let's go, you know, Tom Coughlin five minutes early. Like that, that's, a, that's how I try to live my life, Tom Coughlin time. That, that's, no, man, that's, uh, listen, we're we're going to smoke a stick. Yes. That's what I'm looking forward to. Um, now you, so here, so for anybody that, uh, I've mentioned it before, um, Bill Burr. Yes. Mutual friend, my, one my best friend and mentor would always say, this dude is like you. Yeah. It's freaking me the fuck out, man. And I listened to your podcast with him for 10 minutes and I had to turn it off because it was like listening to <laughs> it freaked Jerry, it freaked me the fuck out where I was like that is you like the same teams, your Knicks, your uh Yankees, yes. your Giants. Yes. Right? Yes. Are you hockey cuz I was never Rangers, but okay. I got mad at them after they won the cup in 94 and then there was a mini lockout in 95. I remember so when that. you're like 13 years old, you're like yeah. yeah, we're the best team in the league, and now we're not going to play. So I just I I, le- I did like a little strike when I was younger myself on hockey. But I still I come around yeah. end of season play. I'm but I don't claim hockey. It's not no. fair. No, I don't either. Yeah, I don't either. Like I went to I've been to some hockey games. It's great, but for me, nothing's like the Garden. Great. Oh, the Garden's the best. Yeah, that's where actually I the first best. spoke to you. Yeah, I spoke to you down there. And uh, I feel like if Burr said the same thing to me, he was yeah. like, you got to meet my buddy Burr. You got to meet. He's like your twin. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, then, and, and then he would, then I would say something to him like, yeah, the, the Knicks, this is the reason. And he would go, oh, Jerry said the same thing. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, we know, we know the pain of it. Um, so I was like, I got to get this guy on the show. And I know you, you know, you love all we, we tweeted about the, um, or we text about the, uh, Eli, yes. which broke my heart. Yes. Um, so Burr flew us you know he flies a helicopter yeah i don't know if he told you i'm not i'm not like i don't really like flying do you hate flying i don't hate it but i don't like we gotta do ancestry.com because i think we're i I really do think we're related i hate i'm like they they call me ba baracus from a team you know he Uh, mr t hated to fly his character yeah i hate flying and anything i didn't want to say your name wrong because people have always said veerzy instead of verzi so i know that people could confuse your last name so i looked it up and when i saw it your birth date came up I'm November 11th, 78. Oh like my it's God. it's just yeah, it's just like, you know, <laughs> did we just become best friends? <laughs> you want to do karate in the um no, so it, it's it's so cool though because I think there's a lot of New Yorkers like and um 
you love you you played basketball? Oh God, yes. I still play. I mean, yeah. I have a a lot of new injuries, and I'm working on the old man game. But I play yeah. two three times a week still. Like it's yeah, it's the only way to get me to run at this point. Like I yeah. can't do treadmills and no. all that. It's just the most boring thing ever. So uh, yeah, pick up hoops. But man, I'm breaking down like faster than an aging any NBA it's, aging athlete. It's fucked up, dude. I'm I'm 39. I got an eight year old boy, a five year old little girl, and uh, I went to the high school on a Tuesday to play basketball. Now I always I always had a good shot outside. Always. Same here. And of course, we're related. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. We're both good. Yeah, yeah. We're both yeah. knockdown shooters. Yeah, we were always the kids in the corner that it's like he's open, hit him, and yeah. we had to knock it down because that's Don't all. Don't leave Verzi. Yes, yes, yeah. So, but I will say this: I hit three threes, and one was a game winner. Second game, I took a layup. I got a layup, then I got a floater, then I missed a layup, and I'm like, man, I, I hit three threes in the first game, game winner. Like all my son's dads, like my son's, this. all my son's friends' dads are going to know I'm the shit. I'm the best. I'm right? the number one pick. Yeah. And then I went up and I came down and this guy's, my left ankle came down and this thing went all the way oh. and just blew up. And that was in January. And still, it's still, still yeah. I'm still, it, it was still purple hurts. for like eight weeks. It was purple. It yeah. blew up. It looked weird. And uh, yeah, but I did notice that being in my, you know, being in my late thirties now, shit is happening. Like I played golf today. Played golf this morning, and uh, I Wait, didn't, this is insane. You didn't play golf today. What's that? No, I you, did at six o'clock in the morning. No, you didn't. I told you my whole day six o'clock in the morning and took the nephew. You played to golf Infinity today. Wait, yes, oh, six oh, o'clock in the morning at Diker Beach in oh, Brooklyn. My, oh my god! Yes, what, right. How fuck this is shot of eighty-seven, which is very good for okay, me. Well, I, I didn't do that, and I had to leave. I had to leave after sixteen. Where'd you play? Uh, I played at uh, Hudson Hills. Oh God! I played Hudson Hudson Hills, up, but uh, I had to leave after sixteen because uh, you know I just wanted to make sure getting traffic. I'm an hour north. You actually did like smart arrangements, and I did like the the amateur version. Like I yeah. it was like my first time on a podcast. Like <laughs> no, no, I can make it there forty five minutes. I can't yeah. believe it didn't even register because you, I know how flustered you were, and I I know we we were on a time constraint. I didn't even realize you played fucking golf today too, dude. Yeah, six a.m. So you you know, you shooting in the eighties, huh? But that's a good round for me that's like that's, a real that's like oh i had it working today so dude, everyone listening who's like 87 sucks no 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 not for me 87 does not suck at all 87 is a, a great round also i have the key for you for pickup hoops though a little bit yeah what is what's that at our age don't uh, play defense and rebound yeah. <laughs> are you insane yeah what are about you a yeah. crazy person yeah, I, did, yeah. you, did you try to get a rebound and I'm that's so, how you did that I, I was yeah yes don't rebound and i, and I went hard no. like i was going hard you're right you need to learn to just back you know back i caught an elbow under the eye like four years ago and how to get yeah. five stitches ever since then i i i, I played less defense than james harden in like 2013 because <laughs> he plays defense now so yeah, i'm not yeah. gonna not gonna call him out that you're right though don't go see i'm competitive man i'm competitive like i me too you got to learn the heart no not yeah. the time it's over it's, it's, it's over for us you know what's so funny about that my doctor goes listen how'd you do that and i go basketball and he goes it's over See, it's over. I, I, my, my doctor actually plays pickup, not with me, but he actually is the doctor for all the dudes who he plays pickup with. So he's used to my injuries. I come in, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I got a broken, I literally got broken ribs, torn ankle, five stitches. Like the yeah. dumbest injuries in the last five years have been from pickup hoops. It's the number one way yeah. men above the age of 30 get hurt. I heard that. I heard that. And uh, I know somebody that was 40 and tore everything in his knee. And oh. he goes, you can't, you know, after, after 42. Now, you started acting when? When did you start acting? 
I started acting, I think I was about 17 or 18 years old. I had just started uh, college and I, I was already like done with school in my mind. Yep. And um, yeah, I took an acting class. I was always interested in film and television. Like I just was yeah. a junkie about movies and TV. Yeah. And I just took an acting class because I heard the teacher gave out like an A if you just showed up. So I was down with that. <laughs> and uh, That's I- That's a good deal. Yeah, it sounded great to me. And- you know, they say you catch the bug, all that stuff. Like, I don't know if that's kind of corny, but I really did. Like, I it felt right when I started doing it. Yeah. And uh, I just always knew I wanted to be in, like, film and television. I could have easily been a, a grip, an editor. I, I didn't know what the way in was. And the right. acting class was literally the first thing I saw that made me say, oh, yeah, that's part of it. Let me try that. It's, I got to tell you something, man. First of all, you're great at what you do. And second of all, um, I'm so scared of what you do. I was. Now I can, now... Like if I get like a little thing here and there, but dude, I got to tell you, I can go on stage right now, Madison Square Garden. I opened for Burr, Madison Square Garden, 15,000. Yeah, that doesn't get bigger it was, than it that. Was, it was wild. And going to an acting class to read a monologue in front of 10 actors freaked me out. I remember going there and it was like, I'm, there was like three stand-ups in the class. Right. And uh, Joanna Bexton was the teacher, and mm -hmm. Joanna Bexton, you know, do you know she, she? I know of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah. she taught like Ray Romano when right. he got the sitcom. I I heard that she worked with Chappelle when he got certain things. She did this sitcom acting, which I never wanted to do, but my buddy was like, you know, just to get some acting chops, because yeah. you know, if you get a part in something, you don't want you want to kind of have something. Stay ready, so you don't have to get ready. Stay ready, be prepared. <laughs> That's my one of my favorite quotes, John Wooden. One. Yeah. one of my favorite quotes of John Wooden is. Um, Failure to prepare is preparing to fail. Yeah. It's it's one of the best ones. So, but I would go, I would be walking in the city to her, uh, I'd be walking to her thing going, I just, I mean, maybe I won't have to do anything today. Maybe she won't call on me to So read. it was literally school for you. Like, I was scared. I don't have my homework and I hope the teacher doesn't call on me. Yeah, because I, I was scared. Like yeah. these, these actors are going to judge me because I never really read a monologue and I didn't do that yet. If I was thrown in a part of something and I and I was comfortable, I can do. But I think the whole class part and everybody watching you. And you know what I wasn't doing though, Jerry? I wasn't listening because I was worried about my lines. Right. So you so, were just you had them ready to so, fire. So I was like ready. And and then in the last scene, the last scene that I did was the was the best one. Somebody we were working at ESPN. His thing was he wants to quit because of all the cr the crimes and all mm -hmm. of these athletes being criminals. Right. And he's like, what am I even promoting? What am I doing? And my job as his friend in the scene was to be like, what do you mean, dude? You love you love sports. Like, you know, go back to That's why That's great start. right there. Oh, right. Yeah. So, so, but I, the only reason why I was good in that scene is because I listened to him for real because I was so nervous. So like when people always like, man, stand up, I don't know how you guys do it. Did, did you ever think about doing stand up? Never. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> To further, no hesitation. To further no. our identical fraternal twin brother thing. <laughs> yes, like, yeah. I am terrified of it. Now, I have a lot of friends who are comedians. You yeah. know, we mentioned Burr earlier, uh, Kevin Christie, Mike Young, Sam Morell. Like, I just have been around it. And also in LA, it's very accessible. And even when growing up in New York, it was always there. It was always uh, a night out. You know, even as a kid, we'd sneak into yeah. comedy clubs in like Sheep's Head Bay when we were like 16 years old. We weren't even supposed to be in there. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, I, I did pips. I think my yeah. uncle owned a piece of pips or something. Um, <laughs> and uh, I just also, I, I, I've also had some friends who did the whole, I'm going to try it and did like open mics. And I yeah. saw the bombing panic that happened from like a re like an actor trying to do it. Right. So. I mean, maybe if I started when I was 17, I had 20 years under my belt, I'd feel right. differently. But I look at the form as 
the most exciting and terrifying thing yeah. you could possibly. I have a great deal of respect for. It. I think that's why I have friends that are comedians, just because there's like a. I immediately just like you. You have a a thing that I just can never quite understand how you do it. it it's it's for us. It's like just going to work. Right. It's, it's crazy. But um, I'm gonna be going on tour with somebody that is also somebody I think that you're friends with or somebody. I think they said this was Dean Del Rey. You know. Dean? Oh my tall oh, Dean. Yeah. Del Razors. Yeah. Yeah. Del Rey is the man. So me and Dean were just with Burr in Tennessee, and we're yeah. going on a little. We're gonna go on a little run together. And, oh, uh, I love Dean. Let me tell you, yeah, that guy dude. will get you to buy a watch real quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That guy. <laughs> I, I did his podcast. I left with a watch. That's not a lie. He just he has this great ability. I always tell him oh, like shit. he just could get you excited about yeah. stuff you're not even interested in. Yeah. No. Like he he'll just be like, and he'll just come up and and, and we'll be doing something on the road, and he'll just come up and be like, "That was rad, right, bro?" And I'm like, uh, "Yeah, <laughs> it's a good Del Rey." I, I guess yeah, he would just be like, "It's rad, right, verse?" And I would be like, "Yeah, like that is like, but I never, I don't think about it." Like, do you know what you need? You need a boat. Yeah, maybe I do need a boat. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got that thing where he'll be like, you know, I've used a juicer, and I'd be like, no, I'd be like, bro. <laughs> You're like, but he's a good dude, man. Oh, he's the best. I, I, Dean, I know Dean through Kevin Christie for a very, very long time. And I've also, the, the cool thing about it too is going to a lot of the clubs as a, as an audience member. I've seen acts evolve, you know, I've seen Dean evolve to this point. I've seen a lot of guys and girls evolve. Cool. And it's yeah. like really cool. You have a whole chronological order that's of their career so, that's so cool that you're a fan so oh, much God, of it yes. that you could watch it you could watch a guy be like oh two years ago he wasn't able to do that or you know you could see the the evolution of it a little bit i think a part of it too so and i'm not making this i'm not taking a dark turn here but my my father passed away at a very young age he was 36 years old i was five my brother was nine and one of the few things that he had that we remember had like he had records but the the comedy, the comedy album. So he had like the prior albums. Yeah, he had Eddie Murphy on record. So my brother and I literally put him on vinyl and just yeah. listened. I mean, I'm five yeah, years old. I, like everyone listening to Eddie Murphy. Dude, I can't. I don't even know if we could continue the show. <laughs> You're walk so, off. So, so imagine I was like, that's it. That's it. We're no. done. Um. So when I was five and my brother was ten, my parents had a brutal divorce and we stayed with my mom. And uh, but the one thing that my dad did, they always had a good sense of humor and there always was. You know, I remember Johnny Carson would be on TV. I remember the old SNLs would always be mm -hmm. on. But he forbid, my mother and grandmother forbid him to take me to see Eddie Murphy Raw. It was in the theater in Yonkers. Oh, and I was like 10 and he did it anyway. And I remember watching Eddie Murphy Raw and it fucked my whole thing. That was it. I so was wait, just you were like, there, you watched it live? No, no, no. What are you saying? I, I was, Eddie Murphy Raw was, a, movie. was, a, was, a, was a movie. Yeah, theater. that's what I'm saying. Was, you yeah. went like in the theater? That's what I meant. Yeah, because when the, yeah, because when my parents got divorced, our visitation days were not right. much with our dad. Like the courts, and it wasn't even like a, like there was no beatings. There was no, right. it was just, my dad had us for eight hours on Sunday and three on Wednesday. So my dad had his two boys for 11 hours a week. Wow. You know, yeah. and, but one thing that we all did was movies. And Eddie Murphy Raw came out and my grandmother was like, you can't take him to this. You can't take him to this language. And I was like 10. I was like, dad, please take. And it went and it just, it changed everything. He also took me to Radio City to see Rodney Dangerfield when I was young. Oh. You know, so I was always, so he, he had that too. But um, yeah, it's so funny because you look at comedy the way I look like. You could just go into an audition and just bang it out. Oh like, God, yeah. Like if you just go into an audition for even like a big movie, you're just, are you, do you ever, do you get like, so I guess here's my question. When I did Madison Square Garden, 
in front of 15,000. So many people, everybody that I knew was some people, high school, all this, it's New York. It's my, yeah. if you had like a big, you know, if there was like a Scorsese film where you were going to be like lead one or two and you were going for that read, right? And it was like, this is like, holy shit. Would you have the same kind of, or you? Just, it's the same shit for you? As and I don't mean as, to bore you with no, that question. No, no, no. It's, it's actually interesting. I think we're, we're getting to the, like the heart of the matter is, is like once you officially have no fear of falling flat on your face. That's right. The rest of it's easy. That's right. You know, it's that fear of looking stupid, embarrassing yourself, failure, all that, that I think holds us all back. Um, I guess I would say nowadays, I still get like the butterflies. I still get nervous, of course. Auditions even more so. Once I got, once I have the job, I'm good. I, you, can't, <laughs> you just want to get the job. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I've never been fired, so I do always have that fear of getting fired. That's always in an act like, like. I always kind of make the joke, like anytime I get a job, I'm like, oh, my, I only have one job now is not get fired. That's my only thing. Right. It's kind of a joke. But uh, as far as auditions, just because it's just an unnatural process. Yeah. You, and I still can't, I wish there was a better way, a better system that we would have figured out, but there really isn't. I've tried to think of everything. There, it's just the only way there's, to do it. There's no other way to do it. Not really, no. Yeah. And it is a shame because most of the time they do know from the minute you walk in the door and say hello. They're either kind of like, oh, or they're like, huh, you know, and that's before you yeah. even open up your mouth. Now you can turn them in the room, but uh, it's a, it's a, it's a tough system. I always tell any young actor who asks me for advice. Yeah. And the key is if you ever do go up to an actor, young folks out there, don't say, I had one dude ask me like, what's the easiest way? I'm like, <laughs> stop right there. Yeah. That's the terrible question. There's no easy way. Exactly. Uh, I always just say, look, make sure you love it. Because if you don't, it will it will beat you down to a point of like submission. It's the love that will carry you past the beating yeah. and make you kind of then say, "Okay, I could take all that. I'm tough now. Let's let's work." That's uh, guys. If you just listen to what uh, Jerry just said, I I couldn't have said it better. I think you nailed it 100. percent And as as far as in comedy too, there's no shortcuts. You better go get your ass kicked. You're gonna yeah. kill. You're gonna bomb. And as far as being afraid to fall on your face, you know, the the now, luckily I'm in a position now where I'm going to go and do a new joke. And if it bombs, it bombs. Like I'm going to, it's not a matter of, it's almost like not about them anymore. It's about my evolution. Like you still want people to laugh, but it's not about them. I got a question. Yeah. So you're testing a joke. Yeah. How many audiences do you give? Is it like if it doesn't work with one crowd out or no. do you, what's like the testing process? Me, I'm like, I, I think that's a great question. Actually, for me, I would say like, I'll give it a nice, like 10 to a dozen times. And okay, then, good. And that's then, a fair shake. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll see, but I, I'll know, I'll really know after three. I'll know after three, but then I just want to like really make it bulletproof and know. Should do like a seven game series. Yeah. Right? Like <laughs> yeah. two great crowds. Like, all right, we're up, the joke's up 2 0. <laughs> yeah. Then like a bad crowd. Oh, all right. Yeah. The comeback. You should do a best of seven. Best series of seven. Yeah. No, I, joke. I, I, I know. And especially if a joke sweeps, you know? Gentle, yeah. Or even a gentleman sweep. Yeah. Or a f game, you know, five game series. <laughs> Gentleman sweep, Gentleman's it's in, sweep. it's in the act. No, it's it's true. I but I, I love I love. See, I'm at a thing now where I do talk dark. I do talk a little bit about my depression, um, or or that I'll talk about Good. some some awful shit, and I'll make it funny. You know, um, right now a new bit that I'm talking about is I'm just talking about how these cancer benefits ask too much of you physically. And my mom had cancer, 
And people are like, where is he going with that? But then I go, but it's like, I just, I just, this, I think shit that's kind of hurts makes me want to talk about it, even if I goof on it. And that's where people get offended. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is when Gilbert, remember Gilbert Godfrey? Yeah. Did, uh, the, um, yeah. He got fired mm -hmm. from what the fuck was it? Aflac. Mm -hmm. Duck. He tweeted something about the tsunami. All those people die. It's a terrible thing. If you watch the documentary with him, his wife was like, that hurt him so much that the way he dealt with it was to do that. Now, maybe he could have used it. Listen, probably could have had better judgment, probably not put a tweet out, but like it hurt him. And then when he got fired, he was like hurt because he was like, I didn't mean it like that. So I think comedians I go like when we see some shit that's a little that's a little fucked up for like, I'm going to try to my mind wants to find something funny there. You know, so yeah, and look, uh, we and we don't have to go too far into this in this moment because this is a very deep. Come, maybe we save this for the stove. Yeah, for uh, sure. but it is a very interesting time for stand up right now. Oh, Bo both great times and also really iffy, like people just getting like banished Walking for like a one tight wrong. Road. Yeah, yeah. Like, one more thing. Look, I personally always respond to the darker humor yeah. because. Same thing with me. Like I, I, I write a little bit. A uh, few things I've written over the years. I tend to just write a lot about the things that have hurt me. Now I've not yeah. sold a ton of stuff. Maybe that's part of the problem. Right. But the few things I have sold, screenplay wise, and just have either gotten made or got close to made. Yeah, it's all dark stuff. I think because you're yeah. just looking for a way to. You're ultimately coping with it yourself. Yeah. Yes. And I'm not saying it's the right way. It's not everyone's way that they would cope with it is to make jokes or write a, a TV show about yeah. it. But it's right. our way. It's your Does way. Does that make it wrong because it's not their way? You're, yeah. And you could tell, like, uh, I think a lot of people see comedy as, oh, that guy's always goofing on. It's, it's darkness there. Yeah. There's probably a, there's a darkness to your art. Huge. Oh, God. Yeah. Y you know, I think a lot of creative people. Um, I'm sitting here with Jerry Ferrara uh, on the Verzi effect. I could literally, I mean, this dude, I knew I was going to get along. I'm literally, that was one of those things where it's like, you know when you know you're going to get along? Like, you just, you meet somebody like, that's my dude. Like, I don't even need to know this guy yet, yeah. and I know this guy. Um, I'm glad you're on the show. This is great. We, we've only been doing this for 22 minutes. Don't worry, we're going to do this again when we have more time. But I want to, before we wrap this up, I want to talk sports here. Okay? I'm not going to, I'm sure you go on these things. No, people no. People are like, fuck, what was it like being turtle? I'm not doing that shit. How many times you answer that fucking question? That's like, true. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not here I to- I think I answered that earlier today, actually, at the golf course. Someone might have asked me that. Uh, I mean, so. Yeah, I was at a party yesterday, <laughs> and this guy was so into that I was a comic that he just would, every time he saw me, he'd be like, so, and he would just say a joke, and he'd be like, yeah, that was right. And I get it. Like, you know, sometimes they're not around. I failed to mention Brett Ernst, by the way, one of my best friends in the whole world. You know Brett? I met you Brett, Brett okay. out in- I met Brett. I mentioned four other comedians. Brett Ernst, my guy. I met Brett Ernst in, uh, at the comedy store, and I immediately, I said to Brett, I was like, this dude, but he, first of all, he made me laugh offstage. Uh -huh. He made me laugh offstage, and uh, I was like, yeah, it's just one of those guys I, I knew I'd get along yeah. with. But really cool, su super yeah. cool. Um, did you just get, did you- get married or you're engaged I got married uh nine months ago oh dude congrats and, I, and then we could talk sports this might be a segue right yeah so i really got finally got comfortable with the ring because i just never worn a ring before okay. i'm not trying to be like oh where my wedding ring? Like, i don't <laughs> I, i'm proud to be married it's not yeah. that but i so I, I just never wore a ring in my life so i finally got comfortable and sure enough three weeks ago jammed my left ring finger so no. bad that it's twice the size and the ring don't fit no more I have oh, to get it resized. So you got to get it resized. Yeah, because oh, it's going to be one of those finger thing. It it won't it won't unswell. This is my new finger. This is my new knuckle. 
You know when the ball like hits you on the top of the finger and it pop like dude, how fucking it. nuts is it that when you get old, you, body parts change? Thirty okay, years old, I can't. Yeah, I can't wear a ring anymore because I jam my finger playing pickup basketball. Sorry, babe. I know uh, uh, you like when I wear the ring, but I can't wear it anymore for at least couple of weeks till I get it resized. Jimmy Fallon almost ripped his finger off. I heard. That's crazy. It was, cra- that's it was crazy. bad for a while and it was it was because it gripped. Yeah, it's kind of, I, I don't think about it now. I don't think about Wait, it. Like, what happened? It, uh, something happened where he went to, gri- it caught on something and his finger almost got ripped off and like he yeah. had to have it. It was like, even like when, if you saw on the taping, he had to like, it was in bad, he was in bad shape, but that's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, and a lot of people use those like rubber ones now. Um, but no, my wife is, uh, does your wife care that you don't have it or? I mean, not really. She gives me a hard time about it, but I don't. Th- I, I, I don't think she's walking around. Like, I love how he started out. No, I mean, yeah, she hates it. She absolutely. <laughs> she, she doesn't love it. She doesn't. She doesn't love. It's like she's not going to wear your ring now. She doesn't talk like that at all. But uh, uh, that, is she from New York? She's from uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, okay, nice Midwest girl. Okay, yeah. All right, Cleveland to New York. So was that? Were you on the road or something? Uh, no, she she lived in L.A. Okay, uh, gotcha. And you know what? This is actually a de- you know I'll give you an entourage story because this actually does come up a lot, and we don't have to get to. But no, so, do whatever you want. I just didn't want you to so, say. Hey, what's, what's, you know, go ahead. No, but one I I co-wrote a couple of the episodes in the final season. Okay. So one of the episodes I co-wrote, uh, she happened to do a guest star in. Now it wasn't with me. I, I none of my it, all her stuff was with uh, Jeremy. So I I didn't meet her on set. I had seen her tape, our audition tape, because it was my the episode I co-wrote. Didn't meet her or anything like that. Uh, but I remember watching the episode back and like editing stuff like that, being like, "Wow, that girl's really beautiful, and she's a good actress. She looks cool." Sorry, I keep hitting the table. No, and uh, it wasn't until like a year later we had a mutual friend, and uh, I went up to her. We were at a party of a mutual friend, and I I kind of purposely gave her a douchey line like to be like uh, like it was not it was not meant to be taken seriously and i thought anyone who heard it would know yeah. this is not a serious joke <laughs> and so i walked up to her uh, and then like hey how you doing like we kind of did like the oh i kind of know you but each other yeah. thing and i'm like so uh you know i created you right and she went what <laughs> I'm like, uh, oh, that's fucking Brie, right? You know, on Entourage, you did. It's just like, yeah, I'll be right back. I just like walked oh away. Oh my god, you know, yeah. I created you, right? It, it was meant to be. I totally you get it. Oh, You're a hundred. I'll explain humor to you. <laughs> Maybe you could explain it to my now wife. Either way, the oh, shit worked. But oh still. my, that's so great. No, I would have said something just like that. Yeah. And oh, that's so great. Um, <laughs> all right, Nick's. Let's talk. Let's talk Nick's. Okay. What hurt you the most? Uh, because how fucked up that's the funny thing about the Knicks is that's that's the question it's not greatest moment and it could go 10 different ways yeah for me I, you know I gotta be honest as much as as much as losing to the Bulls hurt me as much as losing to the Bulls and Jordan Reggie Miller hurt me more because he the pain with Reggie was when the ball was up you knew like, you know, we had, I mean, we had chances. What's his name? Charles Smith? Was it Charles Smith? I think that's my, might be what hurts me the most. The Charles Smith? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I saw him on the street in New York. It's up just, there, man, because, the, uh, you know, two games apiece, game five yeah. uh, in, in New York. I I really thought we were going to do it. I think that hurt. That was Maybe a- more. The Reggie Miller stuff hurt, too, also, because Jordan was out of the league, then back for a year, and he got bounced. So it, we had a real window there to to get stuff done. So all that stuff is extremely painful. 
the the finger roll to me hurts. So yeah, and that was against Indiana too, right? Yeah, oh, hundred percent. That was against Indiana. Um, so yeah, those yeah, the, the finger roll and the Reggie thing. I don't know why Pacers to me hurts more. Maybe you're right. Maybe because in my mind, I think we didn't have to deal with the Bulls, right? Like, and it was just like this is our time. This is the window. I don't know. You, I, you know what? The the finals hurt the most. Which one? The though? Rockets fine. The finals against the Rockets, game six and seven, being up three two. Game seven. Game we were up three two. Yeah. I remember I was in my buddy's house and he had like, I don't know if it was his brother or sister, they had a Lego thing and we just smashed it. I think we were crying. Oh, I wrecked, I used to call it wrecking the locker room. <laughs> I had like this area in the kitchen that had like all plastic cups and I just go wreck the locker room. Uh, uh, yeah, I cried after they lost to the Rockets in six. I did, I did too. I, Full on tears. I, yeah, that was when Starks was what, one for 18 or whatever? Uh, like, I think it was like two for 17 or something like that. But to, but he got us there. Because, he did. Because, you know, that's the thing. Like, a lot of people give John Starks shit for that. And I look at the game before, he shot us into that game. Do you want to know something that's the saddest thing you'll ever hear a Nick fan say? <laughs> yes. Uh, so, JetBlue has direct TV. It's a marvelous feature on the plane, especially when it's basketball season. Right. When it's not basketball season, NBA TV shows hardwood classics. I watched on an LA to New York flight, Game 7, Knicks Rockets on Hardwood Classics in its entirety. <laughs> and like was cheering and thinking that the outcome was going to be different. I rewatched that whole game start to finish and it is even more painful as an adult because you don't even realize as a kid just how winnable that game still was even with the 2 for 17 or whatever. Oh, it was my. still a winnable game. Oakley had like a rebound that rolled off his knee with like a minute and a half left uh, yes. down yeah, two. I, uh, it was yes. still right there. I remember that. I remember that. Uh, what's up? Giannis Pappas just walked in. Giannis, you know Jerry? No. no. What's up, man? How's it going, man? Nice to meet you. S such a funny comic. Uh, they're doing a podcast in a second. So two more questions I got and then we're done and we're going to go smoke. Yes. Um, I'll tell you my greatest Yankee moment. Okay. My greatest Yankee moment was 2000. Okay. We're playing the Seattle Mariners in the ALCS. Uh-huh. We're down two in game six. David Justice hit a three-run shot. I remember it, yep. To the second deck in right field, and the place was, it was shaking to the point. And, and not only was that moment insane, but then we had just found out that the Mets were in. In that game, you found out that the Mets were in the World Series. Then he hits a three-run shot in the eighth, and the place was bedlam. And then Mo comes in, and when they played Enter Sandman, Game it over. was just the place went nuts. That was for me, as far as I've had a lot of great Yankee moments. I saw Jeter flip into the stands that one. Oh, wow. You know, I saw that. But as far as like that got us to the World Series against the Mets, we were down by three. I think they still had Edgar Martinez on the team, oh, you know, so they had like those guys that could just come they up. They killed you don't know. us in the earlier 90s, but Mattingly, they, those Mariner teams killed us. And when we were down two in that game, you thought, man, now we got to go to seven. In, the Mets are already in. Are we going to get there? And then Justice just right off the bat. So do you remember your best Yankee? Yeah. Uh, and real quick, also, I picked a great year to move to LA. Then the Subway Series happened. Like the moment I waited my entire childhood for, and I was <laughs> I just moved to LA. Wow. So I had to watch it on television. Oh, you moved to LA uh, in 2000? Yes. Uh, greatest thing I saw live. I yeah. went in 19, I think it was 1994 or five. Might have been five. And it was just like a random game. Oh, Yankees playing the Mariners. We got tickets. I almost didn't go. We were like 16 years old. We went. Dwight Gooden threw a no-hitter. Oh, you were at that. And you didn't even know it's the seventh inning and you look up and you see like, oh, the crowd's kind of really carry into this. Him off. Like, oh, God, he's throwing a no-hitter. Yeah. Oh. So that was the coolest thing I saw live with the Yankees for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. And now you like the Barkley pick or no? 
Uh, oh, you don't I, love no, it. No, no, no. I do. I do. Uh, I, I obviously get a little worried about running backs, but I, it's been so long since we've had a good running back. Like, yeah. probably have to go back to Jacobs Bradshaw situation. So, uh, I think it makes Eli a better quarterback. I think it was the right move, 100%. I, I love it. I love it. I think it's going to be good. All right. And uh, we got uh, Krista Stefano Giannis Papas coming in the studio. By the way, can you please? I want to thank Riotcast and Bobby Kelly and Zach and everybody who gave me the studio today to, uh, to do the Verzi effect here with uh, Jerry. Had a great time. Last one, and I know the answer, but I'm going to actually, you're an actor, so this may be a fucked up thing. I don't know if you can answer this. Pacino or De Niro? I know there, there is a right answer. Oh. There's a right answer, by the way. It's not, a, it's not a, oh, it's subjective. There's a right answer who the better actor is. This is. I mean, I, I, I could unequivocally tell you who the better actor is. Boys, there's a I've argued this. I, I've held up dinners for three hours. You want to end the show with this? This is not a two minute walk out the door. So I know we have other. Do you no, know Chris either? What's, up, What's going on, man? I, oh, that's okay. I, you just asked a question that to me is not a, a cut and dry black and white answer. So I'm gonna say De Niro, and we can go fight about it on the street okay. right now if you're okay. answering. No, no, I will. We're gonna smoke a stick. I think it's Pacino because of the <laughs> versatility. You're a quarterback. <laughs> I, know, I know. People give him shit because of the yelling. What's a quarterback? The knock on Pacino is that stretch he had where he just yelled like that. Like I lot. actually liked it. I thought it was really entertaining. I, but I think like even movies like Devil's Advocate, I couldn't see De Niro being like as. I mean, I you can't knock either way. We're talking about like masters. So so this I wanna, is gonna I be a s- great argument with a cigar. I can't wait. Yeah, we're gonna do it anyway. You say you. So what do you guys from a distance? Niro, what do you guys say? De Niro. De Niro. De Niro. Ah, well, Zach, what do you a say? Bit. A little bit. Pacino. Yeah. Come Whoa. on. Oh. Um, I want to thank my guest Jerry uh, Ferrara what a great time uh, we had here on the show thank Riotcast again Uh, this has been TVE episode 356 guys Uh, until next time I'm out of here Jerry thank you so much for being here sorry I showed up late I honestly no dude it's all good I hope you enjoyed yourself we're going to do it again oh for sure Uh, sure. we got a lot more to argue about we'll do that (laughs) over the cigar Uh, take care everybody thank you